What's going on, everybody? Welcome back, and thank y'all for tuning in to the Lucky Underdogs podcast. Another episode, another one. We're keeping them coming, baby. It's your boy, Devin Butler. I'm joined always by my right-hand man. CJ Procise here, man, and we got the, the great, great, legendary Brady Quinn. You were the first Notre Dame player that I really knew their name. Like, you were the first one for me, <laughs> for me personally. You know, I can't speak for anybody else. I know for me, that 10, I was like, oh, snap. I said, yeah. okay, okay, they got somebody back there doing something. Okay. So, yeah, man, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on here, bro. Well, I, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. Man, obviously, uh, felt blessed, obviously, to be able to go to Notre Dame, and it's a, it's a great platform. So, hopefully, we'll talk a little bit about the Irish and so far, how they're, uh, how they're doing this year. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, first things first, man, you know, this is the Lucky Underdogs podcast. And I mean, I do have to kind of explain the name. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I'm curious about how, how do right, you guys I mean, together. So, like the underdog. So you might not really un- know the underdog kind of the stories of the underdog in Notre yeah. Dame. You, you kind of, and you might have been an industry player. You're probably an industry player. All right. Mm-hmm. So the so the underdogs, you know, those are the special teams guys. Those are guys who you know don't really get a lot of opportunities. They really got to just kind of. They might get one opportunity here on special teams. They might mess up. They might not. They might get one opportunity defense, offense mess up, and then okay. they just kind of in the doghouse. So those are underdogs, all right. Mm-hmm. So we, we like to we try to highlight the guys who you know don't really get that aren't like at the front of the media and all that stuff. So that that's kind of the where we got the name from the lucky underdogs. Um, you know while we're while we're at while we're at Notre Dame, we had a, a group of guys called the underdogs, and we were just. You know, the guys who just got, got it out the mud almost. And so that's kind of where we got the name from. And, and so, you know, it's, it's an honor having you on, man. Like like Devin said, you know, growing up, uh, you know, especially high school for me, um, your, your, your name was Brady Quinn was the guy, you know. That, uh, Notre Dame, you're one of the big reasons I chose Notre Dame because, you know, you brought so much notoriety to the school. Um, and we, I can't, um, I can't, I can't say how much I appreciate that, so. Well, I'm glad you having you on, man. That, man. I, I like yeah, the man. name. I like the name. So you got, you like guys a little chip on their shoulder, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you got all, all right. Oh all yeah, right. yeah, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So, just to get things started off, we uh, last week we had uh, another Notre Dame great quarterback on here. We had Joe Theismann, man. And that's a that's a hell of a dude right there. He's got great mm-hmm, energy. Absolutely. And um, we talked to him a little bit about the portal and. Uh, mm-hmm. He gave us some comments on, on what he thought about the portal. And now that we got Sam Hartman, he says he's a believer in the portal. <laughs> he wasn't, yeah. wasn't before, though, was he? <laughs> nah, nah. He wasn't, he, didn't, he wasn't bought in before. He wasn't bought in yeah. before. So uh, based on that, I just, yeah, I just want to ask you your opinions on the portal and if you think the quarterback position is a, a specific uh, cog in that wheel of the, of the, of the transfer portal. Yeah, I, I think the transfer portal, it, it's fascinating. And it's fascinating to look at um, how different teams are utilizing it in various ways. You know, take Notre Dame, for example. You mentioned Sam Hartman. We kind of supplemented, you know, how we were using the transfer portal in Notre Dame with gr- bringing in guys like, you know, uh, Jean-Baptiste from Ohio State, mm-hmm. Thomas Harper, a uh, guy from Oklahoma mm-hmm. State in the secondary. Uh, obviously, Hartman we brought in as well, Devin Ford in the backfield. It, it's kind of a supplement to, hey – we got some guys who transferred out. We got some guys who, you know, maybe we feel like still need some development. We need a guy who can come in and play and help us win right now. That's one philosophy. The other philosophy is you look at Colorado and look at what Dion's doing right now. And you go, right. holy cow, dude. Like, you can turn this thing over in one year's time and you can be competitive. You can be a team that not many teams have played, 
you know, two power five teams out the gate, one of which was playing a national championship last year on the road um, and, and be able to beat them like they have. And now a lot of that has to do with Shador Sanders at quarterback and Travis Hunter's a hell of a player, but you got to have a QB, right? You got to have someone to get that guy the ball. So like I, I look at it and I think the transfer portal has created more parity in college football. There's no doubt about it because it's taken programs that if they couldn't get a guy out of high school or that kid comes in, needs more development, they can go find a kid who's at another bigger program who might even be higher rated that can sling it around and is ready to play right now. He doesn't want to sit mm-hmm. and wait behind whatever first round pick, second round pick he's sitting behind. Yeah. So I think if you look at the numbers, um, 60% or so of the starting quarterbacks in power five are transfer quarterbacks. It's crazy when you look at it that way, but it's played a huge impact, I think, on leveling the playing field, giving teams more opportunities with giving more quarterbacks more opportunities throughout the country. So, uh, you know, as far as whether you're a fan of it or not, uh, it, it, it is what it is. Like, I don't have any control over whether or not the transfer portal exists. If I was to make one change, it would be this. You know, and other sports have this. Other, other sports have one window. Football has two. And you have a 45-day window starting in December and in January, and then you have one that comes up in May. I would try to make it where you just have one window. And, and the mm-hmm. reason being is it is a long-term thing. And like now that I'm like a dad, I, I can I can like say this kind of stuff, but like you got to make kids want to commit for at least a year. Yeah. I mean, technically, you could make a kid, especially if he's graduated, like they can transfer as much as they want. They could come in in December, January, play through the spring, and then May be like, ah, eh, I'm not feeling it. I'm out. And, and I understand, like, we want to give players opportunities because we say, hey, a coach can bounce and leave at any point in time. But that's why you have that window there at the end of the season. Or you create a waiver where you say, look, all these kids now, because their coach got caught up in something, they have the opportunity to, when, it, you know, when it's time, they can, right. they can transfer. They can apply and they can go transfer somewhere else. Well, they can go play for a coach they want to play for. So I think that's a simple fix, simple solution. And I'd like to see it implemented because I think it calms down a lot of the tampering that's really going on with different college rosters. And, and hopefully these, these young men realize you got to get your degree. You got to have some sort of foundation, some sort of networking and background once football is over with that you want to have one day, like everyone thinks you're going to play on this hall of fame career and retire. Dude, you're, if you're a hall of fame caliber player, you're wired like the type of guy who wants to go out there and wants to be able to dominate in the next thing. Like you're not going to want to sit on your butt and go play golf someday. Trust me. Like, I remember when I got done, I was doing some broadcasts, but playing a lot of golf. I'm like, man, I need more. I, I, I can't, I can't do this every day. This mm-hmm. isn't enough. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I dig that. I love man. that insight, man. I definitely love that insight. Uh, especially, you know, especially, you know, it's just kind of a wild, wild west right now. And, you know, that definitely that two, two windows is, you know, especially that spring one because you know after that spring ball time guys are just gone you know i think you know i know uh, joe was you know talking about the other week you know that uh teams aren't even putting out a depth chart because they're scared guys are going to transfer during the springtime so like you know that's just that's a crazy like crazy thing going on you know like i i I never remember the day of seeing or uh on a depth chart and now (laughs) you're like you'll tell this is or and they just put it out order so then they're like no 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 you know (laughs) No one's the starter. Everyone's just going to play, and we got yeah. all of them. There is just an alphabetical yeah. order. That way, the parents don't get upset, and the player doesn't get upset. It is a different world, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So, for, like for, so going forward, man, do you think Notre Dame is going to the portal for for quarterbacks, or you know, do you see you see guys that we you know just coming up that we would be able to develop? I guess. 
Well, first off, you look at the guys we got there, right? Yeah. You know, Steve Angeli, a uh, young man who really developed a lot over the course of, I think, the spring and into the, mm-hmm. in the, in the fall camp. And I feel like they feel really good about where he's at, not only as a backup, but probably his future. And then Kenny mm-hmm. Minchie comes in with uh, a lot of notoriety. I think he's a young man who's going to have a shot, too, to compete for it when it's all said and done. And then, you know, after that, C.J. Carr, who's yeah. the grandson of Lloyd Carr, really, really highly talented kid out of high school uh, up in Saline, Michigan. Uh, I mean, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, when I first saw his tape and, and what he was doing, I was like, man, the kid's light years ahead of where I ever was. And I had the opportunity mm. to play every game and start as a true freshman. So it's um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens after this year. Uh, obviously, Sam doesn't have any more eligibility when you play six right. years. Like, Time to move on. The only, the only guy I've heard of having seven years is Chris Ottman Bell, the wide receiver up in Minnesota. And I'm thinking to myself, holy yes. cow, I hope he's getting like his uh, PhD or – yeah. so yeah. a lot of school. For sure. A lot of that's school. a whole lot of class. I, mean, I barely got through study hall hours. <laughs> that's, insane, dude. That, that's like Van Wilder. Like, like, you know, it's like the old guy coming back to party. Yeah. Like, this dude's still here? Yeah. Um, as, so, as so a guy who did a fifth year. Yeah, exactly. guy did a fifth year, I can tell you. In that fifth year, you feel – old in that locker room and those freshmen come around and you're like 22 about to be 23 or 24 you're like oh, I, I remember being in uh in training camp like in year eight and i, I mean that was obviously the end of the road of, of it for me but just walking around the locker room seeing how guys interact with one another wasn't any of that like everyone's got their head buried in their phone yeah and when i was in college like we had the next tell chirps, you know, boop, 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 you know, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> smoke where you at? <laughs> and it's like, you know, people weren't on their phone that much because usually you're trying to like figure out where they were to meet up, meet up with them in person. We really didn't have social media. I think the first version of Facebook was the Facebook. And we were all yeah. like, man, I don't want my parents to know where I'm, where I'm at. Right. When I'm in college. So, <laughs> and like camera phones just came out my senior year. So it was, um, it was hard because, like, you know, you get in the locker rooms, guys are always busting on each other, you know, playing different card games or dice mm-hmm. or whatever else. And uh, then then it's like as you got older, you're like, man, this is different. Like, these these yeah. guys can't really relate as much. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, Sam probably feels that way a little bit as a six-year quarterback there. But, got to. you know, I, I think he's done such a good job that, you know, you're always going to be evaluating your roster. You're always going to be looking and seeing, like, what's out there? What do we need? How can we stay at such a high level? And, that, and that's where Notre Dame's at. I think they're truly – in competition for a national championship this year. You know, Sam Hardman has a lot to do with that. But but as does, I think, the way they've recruited and how they've developed a lot of these players. I mean, I named three guys who came in, four guys through the transfer portal. I also should name our kicker because he's got a hell of a leg, Spencer Schrader at uh, oh, yeah. USF. Yeah. Uh, but that's five guys, right? Like, you look at that and you say, that's probably about what you're looking at annually, you know, five, three to five guys. And then the rest you want to be able to bring in from high school develop and eventually take over so as far as like will we keep going to the transfer portal i don't know maybe if you feel like you don't have enough depth um mm-hmm. or you, or you yeah. got some guys who get beat out and then they say man i i, I want to go somewhere else i think i'm too good not to play that that's i think at the quarterback spot that's going to happen everywhere every right. year yeah. uh hopefully enough of the guys that come to notre dame understand the importance of the degree and also the fact that like you don't have to start for multiple years to be a first round draft pick. Absolutely, absolutely. One year, you're good. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So, I mean, look at let me look at Shador Sanders. I mean, what he's doing. You know, he's he can go this year and he'd be with this thing be number three quarterback right now. So yeah. And, and by the after, way, after two I'll, games, like I'll, I'll say this: like 
<laughs> that's not surprising what he's been doing. And right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. State, you're like, this kid can sleep. He was dicing him up. He is yeah. He knew what he was going to do once he got to Colorado. Like, it was right. no – he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Coach Prime over there in Colorado and what they got going on. I'm, yeah. I'm tuned in almost every week, man. I'm tuned well, in. Well, I was going to say, tune in to Fox Day because we're following around pretty much. We're back there this I week. Know, yeah, yeah. We'll probably yeah. see it in a couple weeks when they play SC. So we're, we're oh, basically yeah. we're basically uh, uh, Team Big Noon's team, uh, team Boulder at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt, no doubt. Crazy speaking goes, of uh, Big Noon, speaking of, uh, of your broadcast mates over at Fox, how is it being on set with Matt Leinert? How is that? Do you guys uh you guys still in competition a little bit during breaks or what? No, no. I mean, you know, there there I think there are all those competitive uh, you know, days that are that are behind us that will still bring up and razz each other or even just our pride for each of our schools. But, you know, now it's like your teammates and yeah. you know, you're trying to figure out how you can make the best broadcast possible how you can continue to keep building the big noon brand and, and largely as quarterbacks, you always feel kind of tasked with taking a leadership role in doing that. So, mm-hmm. you know, this year we've got Mark Ingram uh, coming and joining us. He's done a fantastic job so far. Uh, yeah. and he's, and he's an awesome personality, great dude. So, right. you know, right. I, I always feel tasked with like Matt and I saying, Hey, how can we get the most out of Mark? How can we get the most out of coach? You know, when we're up there talking about things. And so, um, you know, it, we're at just different points in our lives. You know, we're both yeah. raising kids and, talking mm-hmm. about the difficulties of parenting and just the different <laughs> stuff that goes on. And right. uh, a lot of the conversation, honestly, now is like about anything other than uh, the football stuff. We try to save that for on air. Right. So maybe it's yeah. like we're naturally a little like, oh, crap, he just said that? Like, right. that's how you feel? You know, like right. it makes for better TV that way. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's a lot of like dad stuff. It's a lot of like, you know, um, you know, marriage stuff or, you know, other stuff that's going on outside of what we're actually doing uh, talking about football. Yeah, the Real dad stuff is a lot of dad stuff mm-hmm. is great. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a dad yet. CJ oh, yeah. is a dad, yeah. so y'all can bond yeah. over that. I'm, hey, listen. I'm still <laughs> free at I'm still yeah, free at night. I ain't gonna lie. Yes, yeah, you want you wanna stay stay free, stay free while you can. <laughs> how many do you have, CJ? You got one? I, I got one. He's a uh, two year old. Okay, there you uh, go. You're right in the thick of it then. And here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the worst thing someone said to me was like terrible twos, and they go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, no one told me that begins like 18 months. Like, you don't get the two and you, <laughs> you don't get the three pad. Yeah, it starts 18. It's like, yeah. mine was like 16 months. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the, here's the last thing I'll say to you is I think three is harder than two with kids. That's what I heard too. Yeah. That's what so I, like, I've heard as well. They're preparing you at like two, but like now you're in a grind and a battle. And then once they get the four, it like, and then it turns into awesome. Now, yeah. we're fortunate. We've got, I've got four now. Our, our three-year-old now yeah. acts kind of like a four-year-old. She's a little more mature and just independent. Yeah. So, uh, so she's like an absolute joy, but she definitely has her moments. But, dude, yeah. good luck. Uh, oh, I know, yeah. I know I'm her journey, journey Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, All right, what so you got for CJ? So back to the Irish. How about – so Ohio State coming up. I mean, obviously, yeah. we know we got Central Michigan. You know, you know, we all know we, we need to get through that game. We, we're not looking past it, but we are looking past it. Okay, so Ohio yeah. State, you know, the team. What do we got to do to, you know, beat that team? You know, they're looking pretty solid. Uh, so far, really, so talented team. You know, what do we got to do? Yeah, so I, I think offensively, you know, if you go back to last year's game, you know, kind of a different circumstance. Both teams were playing in week one. Buckner was a new starter on the road. And, you know, we were up at half. I think we were up like 10-7, which shocked a lot of people. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I think, you know, if you were to ask them like, hey, like, would you have taken it? Hell yeah. You know, all things considered a halftime. Now, the game didn't finish how we wanted. 
Right. Um, and so I think it's going to take obviously all four quarters when you got two good teams like this, two physical teams. We're going to have to be the more physical team. Absolutely. You know, Sam's going to have to make some plays. Obviously, big plays downfield with his arm, which we've already seen. That's that's like one of his specialties. That's really where he excels. But also with his legs. Like this that's is a team fun. that they'll be able to match up with our wide receivers. There's not going to be guys open. In order to get them open, we might have to you know give them a little more time or utilize your legs and be a part mm-hmm. of that rushing attack with Audrey Estime and the rest of the group behind him. So that's part of it. Um, I think defensively, you got to put you got to you got to eliminate Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. And in doing that, the hard thing is, is you've got other guys you have to worry about, right? Emeka Buka yeah. is really good. He could be a first-round really pick. Really Jordan good. He could be a first-round pick. Carnell right. Tate. The, a lot of these young cats are coming on. They are as talented as it gets. So you got to be able to hold up, eliminate the big plays. And I think you got to find a way of making Kyle McCord uncomfortable. He's now been announced as their starter for the rest of the season by Ryan Day. He's looking a little shaky. I mean, he looked better versus yeah. Youngstown State, but, I mean, that's Youngstown yeah, State. Right. So. I think you got to find a way of getting pressure, probably with four, not having to sacrifice mm-hmm. too many in coverage, because uh, those tackles too are new. Remember, and so hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's a more favorable matchup, at least on the edges, and finding a way to get more pressure on McCord. So, got to be the more physical team at the last scrimmage everywhere. Got to be able to find a way of making some big plays, um, in particular Hardman utilizing his legs too, but big throws downfield. And then I, I think you got to be able to eliminate Marvin Harrison Jr. If, if yeah. you do that and you get some pressure on McCord, those four things. I think you're going to feel really good about the result in the end. Yeah. And um, I think that Marvin Harrison Jr., you got to get him, got to eliminate him first and foremost because he's the guy. I got faith in my boy, my boy Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We put him on there, put 20 on him. Yeah, Ben's good, man. That's that's one of those that, like, when you talk to, you know, we go to these games and a lot of times we have the games. We don't this week, but normally we do. You know, you'll go down, you'll see some scouts and some people you know, and you'll say, hey, who are you looking at? And that's a game you'll see a lot of scouts at because they want to see just that. They want to see yeah. how Marvin Harrison goes up against Ben Morrison. And yeah. I think everyone knows how they what their grade is on Marvin Harrison, but it's more about Ben. Like, right. hey, this is a great yeah. opportunity for you. You're not draft eligible this year, but you know, come that next year when you are, they're going to look back at this performance. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, look how well he played as a, as a true sophomore mm-hmm. against one of the best wide receiver prospects we've seen in a, in a while. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'm a huge fan of Ben, uh, his older brother, Sammy, played at Arizona and he also was uh, my backup in high school so I remember Ben Morrison running around being the water boy during some of my Saturday (laughs) games in high school seeing him now it's just it's amazing it's a beautiful thing to see man isn't it funny like when you see young kids whether they're a ball boy or the water boy and they're around it young it's like they 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 already kind of get a sense for it and I think there's Mm -hmm. something about like serving guys you know and and who are in in that position and seeing guys in that position when you're young you know what to aspire to. And I think when you when you get to that point when you're there, it's nothing new for you. You know, you're kind of mm-hmm. like, well, I expected this, right? Like I was helping these dudes get water. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I'm, I'm helping the next generation. I'm sure. helping the next kid who's helped me get water. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, yeah, they're a great family too. That Morrison family is awesome. His dad, uh, his dad played um dad played in the NFL. Right? He played corner, yeah, played corner at the Redskins for a few mm. years. Yeah. Shout out to Daryl Morrison, man. I had, there to, you go. had to throw yeah. that in there for him. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up. Our last question here. Let's see. Hartman wearing number 10. That 10 is a, you know, big legacy at Notre Dame. How, you know, how you feel about that? Is, is he going is he, he, is he to support it? Is he going to wear it the right way? Yeah, he has, man. He yeah. really has. I mean, um, you know, he was 10 before we got to Notre Dame. So I think the number has uh, means something special to him. Mm-hmm. I was 10 before I got to Notre Dame. Um, it meant something special, at least at my high school back then, 
to a lot of our quarterbacks. That was kind of the number that got passed down through the years. And, uh, you know, that, that was kind of like a tradition back at Dublin Coffin where, where I grew up. So when I got to Notre Dame, you know, one of the things in my recruiting story that was kind of unique was when we walked through the stadium back then in the locker, they'd have a list of all the All-Americans that had worn that number before you got there, you know, whatever mm-hmm. your number was in high school. Mine didn't have anything on it. And it just said, you know, make your own legend, you know, or, or, or create your own, you know, legend. And I was like, wow. I was like, that it was almost like a challenge that was like, all right, that's pretty cool. Like no one's yeah. done it here before with that number. So why not now? I mean, obviously you contemplate like the number three, number five, number seven, you mm-hmm. know, some of the greats that have come before you. Um, but for me, it was 10. And and on top of that, my, my grandma, I, was, I obviously went to go play for Ty Willingham. My grandma, when uh, Coach Willingham came to our house to eat, she was like berating Coach. She's like, hey, you got to make sure he gets that number 10. That's the number he wants. You got to make sure my, my oh, grandson yeah. gets that number 10. So shout out to Grandma Peg uh, out there oh, yeah. for uh, making sure hey, that's really hooked yeah. up with that yeah. number 10. But, oh, yeah, we um, had to make sure that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the, the ultimate con- con- you know, compliment is when, you know, guys wear it and, and you know, people remember back on you fondly. You know, that's, yeah. that's the coolest thing. So mm-hmm. um, obviously I'm rooting for Sam. Excited he's here. You know, I feel like with with what we've created with the collective and all that, hopefully uh, it was uh, it was helpful and and helped encourage him to want to make that decision to go to another game. So, yeah. um, you know, excited to see where the rest of the season goes. Absolutely. Most definitely. Absolutely. absolutely, man. Well, Brady, man, we definitely appreciate you for tuning in with us. It was a pleasure and an honor having you on here with us, man. Thank you for your insight. It was it was awesome, man, for sure. I just yeah. I have one question for you guys. Am I considered a lucky underdog yeah. now? Like, do I do I get a drug to slide into that that category? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, yeah. Honorary. We, 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 so we can make you we can make you an honorary member. Honorary. Okay. Honorary member. We can make you honorary. We we gotta we gotta consult the council. Before okay. we uh, before we make any decisions, you, you get back. Maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe, maybe we can come back on before the USC game or something. You get back. Oh, yeah. what the council says. Most yeah, definitely. we got you. <laughs> no, we appreciate yes, you coming. Though we really appreciate you, dog. For sure. Thank you guys. Great, 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 Brady Quinn. Yeah, go Irish. Yes, sir, and as always. This-